Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Reshape Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Morgan Nolte, and each week on this podcast, I share knowledge, tips, and strategies to get healthy, lose weight, and prevent disease. Since Valentine's Day is coming up soon, I wanted to first give a shout out to my sweet, sweet boys, my husband, Justin, and my son, Dawson. This is a really special time of year for us because it's bam, bam, bam with my birthday, Valentine's Day, and then our anniversary. And this year makes it six years, so we get to go on a lot of dates between February and March, and we definitely need to load up on date nights before planting season rolls around this spring. My husband's a grain farmer. He does corn and soybeans, so the springtime for planting and then the fall for harvest gets really busy for us, and date nights kind of turn into riding in a tractor and eating dinner together, which is fine, especially for Dawson, since he is loving all things farming. Also, in theme with Valentine's Day, February is National Heart Month, so I wanted to do a special episode highlighting what you can do to prevent heart disease, because cardiovascular disease is the number one killer in America. I've worked with many older adults in traditional geriatric physical therapy who suffered from heart disease, and rarely does it occur in isolation. Usually, those adults also had diabetes or COPD or dementia. And that's because all of these conditions have similar underlying risk factors. Today, I'm going to give you a ton of ideas to lower your risk for heart disease. Much of this information is based on updated guidelines from the American Heart Association and American College of Cardiology. I'll link to a summary page of those in the show notes for today's episode at reshapept.com forward slash blog forward slash seven. It's important to note a couple of things before we get started. The number one thing that you can do to prevent heart disease is simply to live a healthy lifestyle. I know that that is broad and easier said than done, but it's actually really simple. So here's five tips just to live a simple, healthy lifestyle. The first is to eat well. The second is to exercise regularly. The third is to get enough sleep. The fourth is to not be too stressed. And then the fifth is don't smoke and don't drink too much. These new guidelines also really hammer the importance of aggressive lifestyle modification for early diabetes, as there is a strong link between type 2 diabetes and heart disease, again, because they have many of the same underlying risk factors. If you change your lifestyle to help your diabetes, your risk of heart disease will naturally decline as well. I'm sure that I will cover diabetes in many future episodes, so today I'm just going to focus on heart disease. Before I dive into the content, I wanted to remind you to subscribe to this podcast and please leave a review on iTunes. It would mean a lot to me and those subscribes and reviews help the podcast get seen by and help more people. Another thing that you can do is to simply tell your friends and family about it. Sometimes it can be hard to have these tough love conversations about your loved one's health. So just point them in my direction in this podcast and I'll have those conversations with them for you. So it's a win-win. Okay, let's dive into today's episode where I'm going to give you 10 things that you can do to prevent heart disease. Now I say that I'm going to give you 10 things, but it's really more like 10 categories and a bunch of ideas because I like to over-deliver. I also know that many people listening to this podcast really are generally healthy and they want to do everything that they can to optimize their health. So I wanted to give you a lot of specific recommendations today. 
And I've linked to a ton of resources in the show notes today that you can find at reshapept.com forward slash blog forward slash seven. The first thing I'll do in this episode is highlight what the major risk factors are for heart disease and provide you with a free online resource to determine your 10-year estimated risk for developing heart disease. I've linked to that resource in the show notes, but in order to use that, you have to be 40 years old and you're going to need to know your total cholesterol, your HDL or good cholesterol, and your systolic or top number of your blood pressure reading. If you don't know these numbers, just go to your local Hy-V and get a free blood pressure screen and a really inexpensive blood check with their local dietitian. After we discuss the major risk factors for heart disease, I'll break down some specific things that you can do. So foods that you can eat, ways that you can exercise, and other tips to reduce your risk factors and thus your overall risk for not only heart disease, but remember things like dementia and type 2 diabetes as well. This episode today is focused on the primary prevention of heart disease. That means that someone may have some risk factors for getting heart disease, but they haven't had a cardiovascular event like a heart attack or stroke. If you or a loved one has had a heart attack or stroke, know that everything that I'm recommending in today's episode is still beneficial to listen to. So both people who just want to prevent things in the first place, people who have already had a cardiac event, but know that if you've already had a cardiac event, you're probably just going to have to take even more preventative measures like medications and regular follow-ups with a cardiologist or physician. Now, if you think that you're hunky-dory healthy and this isn't going to pertain to you, I want to let you know that if you have weight to lose, this episode still pertains to you. If you have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or high blood sugar, this episode pertains to you. We all have room for improvement here, myself included, so I want you to still listen to this episode and try to pick out a couple recommendations that you could optimize to further improve your health. All right, let's jump into things today. My first tip is to know the risk factors. When I think about risk factors for any disease, I always like to think of them in terms of which ones are modifiable or controllable and which ones are out of my control. Let's talk about risk factors for heart disease that are non-modifiable. In other words, you can't get rid of them or control them. They're just part of you. The first is being male. Men are at a higher risk for developing heart disease, at least until women get to the age where they have gone through menopause. The higher estrogen levels in women appear to be protective against heart disease. Once women's estrogen levels drop, that protection drops and their heart disease risk catches up just a little bit more um, with the men. In general, men are still going to be at a higher risk for heart disease. Other non-modifiable risk factors include older age, a family history of heart disease. In other words, if you've had a direct relative who has had a heart attack or a stroke and your race, African Americans, American Indians, and Mexican Americans are more likely to have heart disease than Caucasians. Now I'm going to turn to modifiable risk factors or the things that you can control about your lifestyle and that can reduce your risk for heart disease. I'm just going to list them off here and discuss them in more detail later in this episode. The modifiable risk factors for heart disease would be smoking, 
high LDL or bad cholesterol, low HDL or good cholesterol, high blood pressure, not being physically active or engaging in regular exercise, having a body mass index of 25 or greater, so you would be either in the overweight or obese category on the BMI chart. If you have diabetes, high C-reactive protein levels, which is indicative of inflammation in your body, high stress, poor diet, and excessive alcohol use. My second tip to prevent heart disease is to know your numbers. I don't like talking about specific numbers a lot on this podcast because I think that it's hard for you to remember all of them and keep them in your mind. And that's why I created a freebie for you today. In the freebie for this episode, I give you a spreadsheet that I use in my 12-week online course and coaching program called How to Lose Weight After 50, and you can fill it in with your numbers and compare your numbers to normative values. And you can use this to track your progress over the next several months and see if your risk factors improve. It can be hard to get a bunch of blood work numbers back from the doctor's office and not quite know where to focus your attention. So that's why I put this spreadsheet together for you. You can have all of the numbers that I think are important to track regarding disease prevention. And you can download that spreadsheet at reshapept.com forward slash seven download. That's the number seven download. Now let's get into some actionable tips that you can use to lower your risk for heart disease. One of the best things that you can do for your health is to reduce your added sugar and salt consumption. That's my third tip for you. Sugar and salt can cause water to be retained in your body, which raises your blood pressure. Sugar, especially added sugar from things like candy, pop, sweets, and refined flour products can raise inflammation in your body. Inflammation in the blood vessels is one of the ways that heart disease develops. I've talked about how to reduce your sugar intake before, both on this podcast and in my blog before I had a podcast, so I will link to some of those references in the show notes if this is an area that you want to focus on. Instead of using seasonings that have salt, you can try different seasonings like Mrs. Dash Or just check the labels and use herbs and spices, then add your own salt at the end so that you control how much salt you put in your food. Often pre-packaged and processed foods have a ton of salt and sugar to increase their shelf life and how good they taste. So you want to keep coming back for more and eating more of that food product. One simple way to reduce your salt and sugar intake is to cook more at home using real whole food ingredients. Lastly, you can reduce your salt by eating less processed meats. Often the stuff you get in the deli is loaded with salt. You're better off to cook your own meat or just be more picky at the store and look for low salt or no salt added options. My fourth tip for you today is to enjoy more heart healthy fats. I have a great blog post that highlights the good, neutral, and bad fats for your heart health. I'll link to that blog post in the show notes. In general, you will want to avoid trans fats that are found in processed foods like cakes, cookies, and muffins, and avoid fried foods as these tend to be high in processed vegetable oils and seed oils that contain a type of fat that can be inflammatory. 
Instead, get your fat from whole food, mostly plant-based sources like nuts, seeds, avocado, olives, olive oil, and coconuts. There is much mixed debate over saturated fats, and the best research that I can find indicates that saturated fats are not protective against heart disease, but also not as bad for you as the highly processed oils or trans fats that I just spoke of earlier. I don't avoid saturated fats. I just try to consume more of the healthier plant-based fats in my diet. If the only fat in your diet is coming from saturated sources, I would consider that an area that you could optimize. Again, I list out a bunch of good fat sources in the blog post linked in the show notes for today's episode at reshapept.com forward slash blog forward slash seven. Tip number five is to move your body. Whether you want to do general physical activity or formal exercise, just get moving. The new exercise guidelines that were released in 2018 call for 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity exercise or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous intensity exercise each week or a combination thereof, along with at least two days a week of muscle strengthening exercises. The guidelines used to say to get this exercise or activity in at least 10-minute intervals, but the updated guidelines did away with that recommendation. Essentially, they support any movement is better than no movement, and the more the better. Tip number six is schedule some fun, and this tip is aimed at reducing your stress. My first tip in this category is to look at your schedule and identify if there's even time to have fun. And if not, schedule time to have fun and relax. Whatever that looks like for you, a date night, going out to eat with friends, watching a movie, reading or listening to a good book, going for a walk, exercising, prayer or meditation, getting a massage or your nails done, getting a haircut, playing with your kids or grandkids, whatever it is that fills your bucket, put time in your schedule to do that. I also recommend keeping some margin in your schedule. And that means don't book yourself busy all day, every day. Give yourself some downtime, some flex time to just take care of yourself. Tip number seven is to prioritize your sleep. I talk about this a lot because it's so overlooked when it comes to not only weight loss, but disease prevention. Chronic sleep deprivation is a form of stress on the body, and stress will increase your inflammation and get your hormones out of sync, making it more likely that you'll gain weight. I did a free community workshop about the link between stress, sleep, and weight gain that I will link to in the show notes for you to go and watch. Tip number eight is to eat more fiber. Most people are not getting enough fiber, especially from natural food sources in their diet. This is another reason why I think tracking your food intake is important, at least in the weight loss and initial weight maintenance phase. And that's why I teach all of my clients and course members how to do this using the Carb Manager application because they enter in a food and immediately see how much fiber or protein or fat it has. That immediate visual feedback helps them make better food choices 
And it's on a whole new level of education versus just writing down what you eat on paper or counting points or calories. Women should get at least 25 grams of fiber each day, and men should get at least 35 grams of fiber each day. Sometimes I have clients start logging their food and they aren't even getting 10 grams a day because they're so afraid to eat carbs. They're so focused on eating protein and fat that they forget a well-rounded healthy diet must include healthy carbohydrates and fiber as well. Now fiber is a type of carbohydrate, but it's beneficial for weight loss and disease prevention, unlike the processed and refined starches and sugars. I've done some great blog posts in the past about fiber, and if you go to my blog and look under the fiber category, you can see all of them, or you can just go to the show notes where I linked to the ones that I think would be most value-packed, and one of them even has tables for high-fiber foods so that you can look through each food category and see what foods in that category are higher in fiber. I think that those tables are really helpful when you're trying to figure out what foods that you should be eating to get more fiber in your diet. Tip number nine is to stop smoking. This is a no-brainer. Smoking is a huge source of inflammation in the body and will fast-track the inflammation and hardening of your blood vessels, making heart disease much more likely. My last tip for you is to limit alcohol. You may have heard that drinking red wine is good for the heart. There are other things that are good for the heart as well, and you shouldn't use that quote as an excuse to go and drink a bunch of red wine. When it comes to alcohol, long-term heavy drinking and binge drinking appear to be the most detrimental forms of alcohol use. Having one or two drinks on occasion is totally fine. Technically speaking, binge drinking is defined as four or more drinks in a two-hour period for women or five or more drinks in a two-hour period for men. And these would be considered standard-sized drinks like 12 ounces of beer, 5 ounces of wine, or 1.5 ounces of hard alcohol, or I think it's called distilled spirits. I'm not a huge drinker if you can't tell. Okay, so I gave you a lot of information today and I wanted to recap the main points. First, I explained what risk factors for heart disease are modifiable or changeable and which ones are not. Next, I encouraged you to know your numbers and your risk factors. And lastly, I gave you many different suggestions and resources to help you optimize your nutrition and other health habits to reduce your risk for heart disease. This episode is going to be airing just a couple of days before Valentine's Day, and my challenge for you is twofold. By Valentine's Day, I want you to go to reshapept.com forward slash seven download and get your free health assessment checklist that I made so that you can fill it in with your own numbers and compare them to normal ranges to see where you should be prioritizing your health efforts. Next, go to the show notes for today and take that 10-year heart disease risk estimator. Knowing your estimated risk and having clarity around what numbers are actually important to track will help steer you in the right direction and inspire you to take action on the information that I shared with you today. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're driving walking, or working out at the gym, I hope that you got a ton of value from today's episode. 
It would mean a lot if you shared this episode with a friend or family member who could use a little education and inspiration to improve their heart health. Today, I talked about the importance of exercise in preventing heart disease. Next week, I'm going to share with you more information about if exercise is actually needed to lose weight. I'll address some common myths about the utility of exercise in weight loss and discuss the real reason that exercise can help you lose weight and keep it off. I hope to talk with you at the same time, same place next week. Bye for now.